Nearly a decade ago, I found myself filling the hours by listening to podcasts while my husband, Brooks, was training with the U.S. Army. Walking the streets of our Army post, I dreamt of creating something for women that bridged that gap between sermon audio and small talk. It was on the floor of my tiny closet on post that that very dream, the Dream for the Journey Women podcast, came to fruition in June of 2017. And today, by God's grace, Journey Women is now a not-for-profit ministry with the aim of moving women to know and love God more. Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journey Women. Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Belis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. On this episode of the Journey Women Podcast, I had the privilege of chatting with my friend Diane Jago. Diane is a Christ follower, military wife, mom of three, and the founder of Deeply Rooted Magazine, a beautiful publication that I've just had the honor of writing for for the past couple of years. She and her family live in a 1950s farmhouse located in central Pennsylvania. On a personal note, I have been itching to have a conversation with Diane about pursuing a dream ever since I started planning the launch of the Journey Women podcast. We talked about what to consider before pursuing a dream, how doing so impacts our families, and our ultimate goals for Journey Women and Deeply Rooted Magazine. I know there are so many of you guys who have a dream just burning inside of you right now, and I hope that y'all will find this conversation so encouraging and helpful. Thanks so much for listening. It's been really crazy. I was thinking through the topic that we're talking about today, chasing a dream. And I haven't been there from the very beginning of your dream, but I kind of came on board right after it just launched into fruition. Mm -hmm. How many years has it been now? It's been over three years now. Wow. Okay. So for those who don't know, just backtracking, Diane Jago is a fellow military wife, which is actually how we met. We were both stationed in Columbus, Georgia. Um, And she's a friend of mine, a mama to precious babies, and she and wife to Ethan, we can't forget him. Um, (laughs) And she is the founder of Deeply Rooted Magazine, which is the magazine that I have had the privilege of writing for for, I guess, three years. Two and three fourths, something like that. (laughs) So I've been really excited to have her on to talk about chasing a dream. Um, And it's been really cool to get to watch her do that over the last couple of years. So Diane, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm so honored and thankful to be here. And I'm just so blessed by your podcast and all the women that have spoken before. So thank you. Okay, so I'd love to hear a little bit more specifically what you do with the magazine and what you do as a mom and as a wife as well. Yeah. So um, like you said, I'm a military wife. I'm married to Ethan. We've been married for eight years and we have three kids. We have a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And it was a couple years ago that we moved to central Pennsylvania and where we bought an 1850s farmhouse, which has been really fun to work on and just have some land and property for the kids to run around. And just a nice, it's such a nice pace of change. We're still like in the active, he's in the active guard, but okay. Yeah. So we don't have to, Lord willing, we don't have to uproot and move again, but oh, you just never know. That's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys had been moving around prior to moving to Pennsylvania pretty frequently, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yeah. We were in a couple different states over the course of those eight years. So 
Well, I'm so thankful that we connected in Georgia. We were actually in the same Bible study. We studied systematic theology together. Yes. And didn't overlap as much as I would have liked, but enough to have a huge respect for who you are. So talk a little bit about the magazine. When did you start kind of dreaming about the magazine and where did that come into play in what you guys have been up to for the last eight years of life? Well, making a magazine was never something I intended to do, or it's not even something that I spent a lot of time dreaming up. I think overall, I had just this simple desire to be able to reach women with the Word of God and just to connect them and to see that there's so much, I don't know, fullness of joy and life in reading the Word. And so mm. um, also just seeing this tension within women's ministry where a lot of times there was material out there that is really solid, but we tend to judge books by their cover. And so we might not yeah. necessarily pick up systematic theology by Wayne Grudem, yes. but <laughs> but there's a lot of good stuff in there. So how, how can we solve this problem? There might be books that are really beautiful looking, but then in the, the inside is just really fluffy or very man-centered. And so just to kind of marry those two things together, like beautiful imagery and clean design, but then also something that's rich in scripture and just pointing back to the gospel and pointing back to the word. And so that's where the idea of a magazine came up. I had actually come across, I think it was one of the first independent magazines, and it was all about food and community, and it was just so beautiful. And I saw so many Christian women posting about this particular magazine, and when I read it, and I like look through the pages, I'm like, this is gorgeous, but it's just empty. It's so short-sighted. Like We're just focusing on gatherings and simple things here and now, but what about eternity? What about the things that are going to sustain us in hardships and struggles and life isn't just about the pretty things. And so I'd pondered the idea, I'd written it down, but I think anyone who's an entrepreneur kind of has just a lot of ideas in their head. So I didn't take it seriously. There's like a lot of different things. I'm like, oh, maybe I should pursue this. Maybe I should pursue this. And so it, I kind of, um, jotted down some things, scribbled it out, but I was about to have my second child and we were about to move across country to Georgia. And so it just kind of sat for a little while we moved and, and the, but the idea just still remained. And so I talked to my husband about it and we decided to push forward with a crowdfunding campaign. And so it was through that, that we ended up raising enough just to print our first issue. Oh my goodness. And the first issue is so beautiful. I look at every single one and I'm just like, wow, I cannot believe all the energy and effort behind it. Were you surprised by the amount of work that it took? Yeah, I was. I was. And I was actually really surprised too about how many people came alongside to help make it happen because it definitely, even still, I'm just always so shocked that we put out like every issue that comes out. It's just such a blessing and such grace from God. Yeah. Because everybody on Deeply Rooted staff are volunteers, correct? For the most part, we've, we're definitely, we've grown to a point where we're able to contract out. But um, yeah, for the most part, a lot of the contributors are volunteers. Yes, that is where I have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which has been so fun. <laughs> yeah, it really has been so fun because you, uh, I don't know, saw something in me and decided that, hey, maybe we could give her a shot at writing an article. And I was not an aspiring writer, though I was processing via writing. And yeah. you've really helped me grow a lot. So I'm super thankful for that. It's so neat because I just remember sitting in that systematic theology class and I'm like, I just felt this impression on my heart. Like you need to go ask her to write. I think just because even, and people can hear it when they listen to the podcast, just the way that you speak, there's just so much wisdom that pours forth. And so 
I, I just could sense that you'd be a good writer. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm humbled. I don't even want to go back and read my first couple of issues because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I know I've grown so much yeah. since then. That's how I feel about my editor's notes. I'm like, it's just crazy. I actually was just thinking that today. I'm like, oh, I don't want to read that issue again. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's scary to read it because it's in print. I mean, kind of similar yeah. to a podcast. Once it's out there, you can't change it. Yeah. It's permanent. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me, what do you do exactly with the magazine now that it's grown to what it is today? In terms of like, just my, what does my day-to-day look like? Yeah. High flyover of what you do for the magazine. Yeah, there's a lot of hats to wear. I would say the beginning stages would look like kind of determining with our team, like what's the next theme or the topic that we're going to do for the next issue. And then just praying and considering the articles that are going to be in it and then who would be well suited to write it or who feels led to write it. And then once the writing stage has passed, then um, what would be some good art direction to pair with it? Who would be a good fit for that? Who's available? What seasons yeah. are they in? What states do they live in? Like, is this, are we planning a fall winter issue in July? There's just <laughs> oh my so many different things to think about, but it's fun. And, um, those are definitely the fun parts, but then there's also things like dealing, keeping up with emails and then just packaging that has been like yes. the one you, thing like, that package and send everything out. Right. Up until about a month ago, okay. I had been packaging it. It was, it's so time consuming. And the thing that I love though is like looking at the labels. Like just the other day, I packaged um, a sweatshirt and a magazine to someone in Indonesia. And so wow. it warms my heart to know that, like, just to be able to pray over those women and sometimes wow. just even like men purchasing, because you know it's going to a, w- a woman. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that that part's fun, but then it's just also tiring on the hands. Oh <laughs> my! Over over. Yeah. Well, and you have yeah. three kids, and yeah. you're renovating yeah. a farmhouse, and yeah. I think you have some animals. <laughs> we, we do. We have ducks. <laughs> the packaging is so beautiful, and every time I get it, I'm like, "Wow, Diane did so good with this." <laughs> and how many magazines have you had to repackage because Sky or one of the kids has like gotten into it? Actually, they're pretty good. They like sticking on the labels and. Oh. Yeah, so it hasn't been too bad. Cora, she's two years old, so she's kind of at the stage where, hey, let me walk on top of everything. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's been interesting, but not too bad. Okay, so looking back, did you feel like God was calling you to start the magazine? I know for me with yeah. the Journey Women podcast, a lot of people have come to me and said, I'm so glad you're obedient to the Lord's call to start this podcast. Yeah. And so it just made me think of you. I'm like, huh, I wonder if Diane felt called to start the magazine. Yeah, I, that's a tough question. Cause I don't, I definitely didn't have like a, a clear, like, I don't know, not like this huge voice that was like, Diane, you, yeah. you must do this. But at the same time, I look back and I see how there were so many puzzle pieces that only he could be the one to put it all together. And so, yeah. and I, and just to see the way that things that I was passionate about and the direction that I was going in my life, like for instance, um, photography, that's another aspect that I get to participate in is taking pictures. And I was so headstrong early in our marriage about pursuing my photography business. But now I see like my love for being able to minister to women and photography culminates into this beautiful publication. And so I believe, yeah, I believe he's called me to it, but I don't know if I necessarily like felt it immediately when the idea came to There wasn't a burning bush. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. If if so, I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So tell me, as you're taking steps, because this is huge, like you're having to, I don't even know what all's involved to get the crowdsourcing campaign going, but I'm imagining it's a lot. Did you have to put together like a sample issue? 
Yeah, and actually, we didn't even have a graphic designer. I don't even know. I don't know what I was don't thinking. Don't you dabble? You dabble in graphic design, right? <laughs> Seriously, I bought like a membership to Skillshare, and I quickly learned how to put together InDesign. And I had asked some friends that were photographers and writers, "Can you just write a couple sample articles?" But like, I didn't have a designer, and so I was like, "Well, I don't know what I was thinking." Some I just trusted, I guess, that the Lord would, would bring provide. someone, and He did. But yeah. <laughs> Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. Wow. So you put together a sample. So as you're doing all of these things, how did you know that you were within the Lord's will to move forward? I think that there were definitely some kind of filters to go through before even starting to put together. I think when we have ideas, it can be really easy to just, I mean, it's not bad to like jot things down and kind of right. dream and brainstorm and stuff, but it, we can let our emotions run with us without even actually considering like, hey, how is this going to affect my future? And so I yeah. definitely had to pray about it and then talk to my husband. And I hate to say ask for his permission because that can sound a little bit weird, but the reality is that he is a partner in this. Like yeah. this is a family business and he has to support me. Otherwise there's yeah. late nights and things like totally. where I just have to be away. And so he has to step alongside that. So going to him and asking for his blessing on that. And then also just seeking counsel from friends who, who have successful businesses and just mm -hmm. asking what their input is, or do they think there's a need for this? Like, or is it just me wanting this <laughs> by myself? Yeah. And I think the ultimate filter for me was definitely the crowdfunding campaign. I had I had purposefully made it an all or nothing campaign where if we didn't reach the goal that we needed, we wouldn't have received any of the money given. It would have just been refunded back to everyone. Hmm. And so I was really praying like, God, just slam the door closed if you don't want me going down this road, because the last thing I would want to do is, I don't know, go after my own ambition and not do what yeah. he's willing for me to do. And so... Um, yeah, when that was a long, it was a 30 day campaign and it was definitely mm -hmm. a long 30 days to sit through. Cause I just wanted to know, like, oh just my goodness. Me, I'm okay with either or, but just let me know what you want me to do. I don't want to wait. <laughs> so was there a certain point in the 30 days that you had it all, or was it down to the wire? I think by day 15, we had a graphic designer jump on board and that gave us a big boost because she was actually able to lay out what the real magazine, because as a customer, I can understand being hesitant to give something that might not right. look like it's not what the promised product looks like. And so, sure. um, but around, I think day 20 is when we tipped over it. We made it before 
30 days. So that was a blessing. Wow, that is. And I am just thinking through all the logistics that you go through to get writers and to find photographers and to find artists and even to have the graphic designer. And it blows my mind, Diane. It is, as you said, looking back, you can see that this is only by the Lord's hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's only yeah by his grace that he's he's wired me this way. And I can definitely, I can only credit it to him. But it's it's been really fun. But yeah, I think if I were to look back and see this is all that you're going to have to do. I don't know if I would have started it. Yes, we were just talking about that before we started recording the call because that's the same way podcasting is. It's like a lot more goes on behind the scenes than you realize. And you just don't know until you just kind of dive in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know one of the things that you're most passionate about, and this is what really kind of tethers my heart to yours, even though we don't talk as often as I'd like, but it's your passion for the gospel and your passion for glorifying God through all that you do. And I would just love for people to hear from you how you feel like the gospel frees us up to dream like you have done with Deeply Rooted Magazine. When I was thinking about this question, it was actually a hard one for me because when I think about the gospel, I think about the fact that it's dying to self. It's submitting our will over and asking God to be the Lord of our life and dying to our ambitions. And that is so countercultural in a, in a world that just screams self-promotion and success and showing your highlight reels and whatnot. And so I believe that the gospel completely changes our views on success and that gives us the freedom to be okay with the outcome of what our dream is. So if our dream proves to be successful, it's to his glory. And if our dream doesn't, isn't successful, then it's still to his glory. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just think that when Jesus becomes our absolute delight, then we're just free to follow wherever he calls us. And, um, that's, it's just a huge release for, I don't know, for a a country and a world that's just so big on building something that that won't last into eternity. So I think you're really touching on something that's really good just about success, not necessarily being success as the world defines it. Maybe success is obedience. And, you know, there's only two people listening to this podcast, like my mom and my my best friend right now. (laughs) And me, I'm here. (laughs) Oh, yes. But if somebody is looking, they have a dream or they, they desire to pursue something, what kind of things would you encourage them to look for to know whether or not they should continue to pursue it or if they should just kind of shelve it for maybe a different season of life or maybe even like you said, just like submit it and let it die? Mm -hmm. I think there's a few clarifying questions that we can ask ourselves. I think the first one is, is this biblical? And that might seem a little bit silly to ask. An example that I can think of is one of our contributing photographers. She was recently offered this awesome dream job but it would cause her to photograph like something that she just didn't, mm-hmm. it was against her convictions. And so she yeah. ended up turning, turning it down. And I thought that was just very brave because even though it could have led to other opportunities, yeah. she was willing to just trust God and say, no, this, this is crossing the line for me. So another thing that I would consider is have I seriously prayed about it and given myself time to consider it? I think one of the things we can pray for is just asking God to help us see our own heart. Like, what are mm-hmm. my motives? Is this a pure motive or is this where my identity is wrapped in? Or is this about fame or fortune or what? 
And then another question we could ask is what season of life I'm in, because I think that a single person is going to look at a potential career or dream differently than what a mother would. Oh my goodness. Yes. A single person might be like actually needing to bring in an income where the mother might have more freedom because the husband's the sole breadwinner or the mother might be not able to take on extra duties because she's just so busy versus the single person has more time. And so there's just, can you handle the additional tasks? And there's some women who they can work from home and there's other women who just don't have that wired into them and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I think another question would be like, like I said earlier, have we sought counsel on this? Have we talked to our husbands or our fiancés, our pastors, our mentors, our friends? Um, and then also, what does my walk with God look like right now? Am I yeah. spending the necessary time that I need to with Him? And if I take this on, will that change things for me? Will I be so busy that I can't spend time in the Word on a daily basis? Or will this take me away? Will I be traveling so much that I can't be involved in my local church on a Sunday? Right. Or possibly more than that. How do you balance this, Diane? Because I'm listening to it <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. You know, somebody told me this. Actually, my friend Laura from the Risen Motherhood podcast, she was like, you know, journey women will take as much from you as you'll give it. And I have started to see that. And I can see how that would be true for Deeply Rooted as well. And I'm thinking through all these things. I'm like, okay, how do you balance that? Because for you, probably, and for me, our families are growing. And you don't really even know what to expect as your families continue to grow. And you have kind of this little hustle on the side, if you will, you know? Yeah, yeah. It gets a little messy. And I think that it's okay. Well, I think it's okay to throw out the word balance, because that's something we can definitely idolize and be like, how come I'm not balanced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When we are juggling things, like you just have to, I don't know, accept that you're going to be spinning a lot of plates and your family has to be on board with that. But as long as you're keeping your first callings first and your main priorities first, then I don't know, there's room to make those mistakes and just to figure out what works best for you and for your family. Yeah, totally. Did you decide at the beginning, like, these are my glass plates that I'm not going to (laughs) drop and these are my plastic ones and it's okay if they fall down? I think from the very beginning, I told Ethan that, like, I just want you to hold me accountable because when I, like, like I mentioned, when I was pursuing photography, I was just so, even though I was like there with him physically, my mind wasn't there. And so I just didn't want to do that with deeply rooted. I wanted to make sure that I was having good time management and giving to him first and foremost, and then to my kids as well. So we kind of set that accountability up in place. But then I think just coming together as a family and recognizing that there's both different seasons within the publication, just because when we're publishing and when we're not, but also seasons for our family, like when he's deployed or when he's gone. Oh my goodness. Yes. And then when school starts and doesn't start, it's just always shifting and just being a little bit fluid and flexible and having grace on one another and just being open to saying, Hey, I haven't seen you in a little bit. Can you please just close the laptop and let's spend time with each other? Um, or just me being lazy and him being like, Hey, you actually need to get work done. You've been hanging out a little bit too much (laughs) on the couch watching Netflix with me. So yeah. (laughs) Oh, I highly doubt that my friend, but yes, I think (laughs) fluidity is something that I see even from afar. And I, you know, when we hung out in person, I'm like, I really appreciate that about you because I don't want to admit this to to everyone, but I'm super (laughs) uptight. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
I didn't get that sense when when we hung out, but <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to manage it. Oh, well, I interrupted you and we were talking about things that you would consider and you had a couple more questions I think to ask oneself. Yeah. I think am I willing to surrender this dream and this idea yeah. to God and am, am I willing to possibly let it die? Like I think that really just shows the heart of it. And I think that's something that I've had to walk with as I continue to do deeply rooted. Like I love it so much and it's kind of my business. You poured so much baby. into it too. <laughs> but knowing that I have to have open hands yes. and it can be difficult, but it is also again freeing because then the burden isn't on myself. You know, you get all these different questions and I was talking to somebody the other day and she asked me what my goals are and I'm like really interesting concept because you kind of have to have goals for your business but then at the same time you're like well isn't it enough to just love the lord your god with all your heart soul and might you know (laughs) why worry about tomorrow (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) those are really good questions i should have probably called you before i started journey women (laughs) (laughs) no it seems like you got it down well looking back do you have stuff that you're like man i really wish i would have considered that before starting the magazine There's little things, but really like one little thing that comes to mind is I didn't realize that my house would become a storage unit. Like (laughs) when we lived in our rental house, the front room was just full of like packaging materials and boxes. And so just, I mean, random stuff like that. But no, I just, I see all the mistakes that were made and maybe the trials that we went through and I just see how the Lord worked through them. And I like, it's like humble beginnings. (laughs) Journey and humble beginnings. Yep. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, I'm super proud of you for handling it that way. I feel like I might look back and be like, I don't want to listen to my first 10 episodes of Journey Women. (laughs) (laughs) Has pursuing this come easily to you, Diane, or is it something that's been a challenge in moments? I think that there's definitely been challenges. Some of it has been easy in ways where it's just cool to see how the gifts that he's given me have been able to work out through this. But there have been definitely several times where either big or serious things have happened, mistakes that I've made or mistakes that have happened on other people's ends where I've just had to wrestle through different things. And I think just coming back to the fact that God's word is my anchor has been so helpful in those times, especially one particular season that I think of is when Ethan was deployed. Yes, I was just thinking that. (laughs) Yeah, we had just had a baby. I think he left when she was two months. So three kids, two months old. We were doing an issue, like right or like in the middle of that, for sure, at least one, if not two. Yeah, it was some. And then I decided, I don't know why, I guess I thought because he's gone, oh, I'll have more time. I decided to, let's do a retreat. (laughs) That's what it was. (laughs) So there was just all this stuff going on. But man, even though it was hard at times, it was some of the like sweetest moments with God on that journey. And so, yeah, it's been hard, but it's been so sweet just to be able to come back to his word and know that even if some of it was (laughs) self-inflicted, he's still good. And he, he teaches a lot through it. Tell me this. You just look at a magazine or you listen to a podcast. And for me, it just didn't seem like it was as hard of work as what it actually is. As I'm thinking through pursuing dreams, sometimes you think pursuing a dream is going to be just like always clicking, always easy, no big deal. But has it been like hard work over there? Yeah, it has. But I really would have to say the people that have come alongside to help and give their time, even if it's yeah. in some of the smaller capacities, it's been such a blessing. And it's so mind blowing to me, like 
I always like scratch my head. I'm like, why do they do this? Like, why, like, why would they give up their time in this way? But really it just comes back to the church body functioning the way that it should and just people wanting to be obedient to their various callings. And so it's been so great to be able to have that community and to not have to do everything myself. And I think that's something that I have learned over the years is I don't have to do everything because I I do tend to have my fingers in everything and I, I enjoy it. But it's like after I did that retreat, it was beautiful and everything went well, but I was just exhausted. I'd worked yeah. myself to the bone and it was too much. Oh, and so, it was so gorgeous. I can see that you put so much effort into it. That's why I even asked the question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I, I hate for women to hop on anyone's Instagram and just be like, wow, it, this looks so cool. I wish I was doing something because really it, those are just snippets of the day. And there are a lot of hard things that go into it. And like you mentioned, there's things that we don't even realize that pop up that we end up having to tackle. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just cool to see other people step in to be able to realize that there's even other people that are better and more gifted in those ways and to give them yeah. room to fill in. And, and so this year has definitely been a year of slowing down and, and not taking on as much. And that's been the best both for myself, my family and for the magazine. It's evident the magazine only continues to get better, which is crazy because I thought it was as good as it could get. I'd love to hear a little bit about that, you know, in regard to working hard. What are some of the boundaries that you've set in place to protect that time, helping Ethan, mothering, serving in your local church, those types of things, as you mentioned? Yeah, I I think having a quiet time has definitely been a number one priority. And that sounds kind of obvious, but one thing that I've talked to with a lot of my ministry friends is just when you're doing work for the Lord, encouraging women like specifically to be deeply rooted or to grow in their faith, right. it can be easy to view that as it, like more important than time with the Lord. And I hate admitting that because you just see the emails and you see the deadlines and you're like, oh, I got to get this done. So yeah. to not, it's easy to not give yourself as much time. But I think I just keep coming back to the fact that apart from Jesus, we're nothing. We're just a withering branch and we have to be abiding in him and we have to be connected to him. And so, um, protecting that time has been just so important to me and to realize that I am not better than what I'm calling other people to be. I need Jesus period. So, um, that's yeah, kind of humbling to admit, but it is a reality. Totally. Another thing is just, um, like time management, I try to work during nap times. And then Uh during the evenings, my husband, he just started seminary earlier this year. I didn't know that. That's so cool. So I'm so excited about that. So he has his like pile of books on the couch and I'm able to pull out my laptop and work. And then we just have set times during the week where we spend time with each other. But oh, that's um, great. Yeah. So we, we try to plan out times. And we, we also know that throughout the year, especially when we're about to go publish, like things are a little bit busier and right. our, like the fluidity thing, our family just works as it changes. And actually another thing that just came to mind is being able to accept that I can't do all of the things. And so yeah. like what some of my friends, again, that are in ministry, they're just so good about staying on top of emails and being on Pinterest. And, and oh. I've just come to the point where I'm like, the Lord has it under control. Like I, yeah. like you need to be responsible and you need to do what you can and steward your ministry or your business or your dream well, but ultimately like you need to be there for your family and you need to be spending the time with him and whatnot. So yeah, 
just being able to step back and let him take the reins because there's just too much to do and your to-do list will be never ending if you don't control it. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that especially in regard to spending time with the Lord, sometimes it feels like more of a get to for me because I so enjoy that time. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, oh, I got to do work before because Mm -hmm. I got like, it's a get to like, I have to earn it. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. you just have to flip that on its head because it really is such a have to like you're saying, it's not a have to, to be in right standing before God, but it Mm -hmm. is a have to for my nourishment and for my soul health. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, I'd love to hear a little bit about the local church because Deeply Rooted, would you consider that? Is that technically a parachurch organization? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, you know, in regard to serving in your local church, how do you work that out and and balance, you know, being a member of the local church and then also having kind of a parachurch organization as well? That's an interesting question because being with the military, you know that we move all the time. And so by the time I started Deeply Rooted and moved up here, we were kind of in limbo with finding a church. And so there was part of me that like felt guilty because I'm like, I'm not as involved because I don't quite have a place yet. But now that we are involved in a church, it's been such a blessing to, because I love that we reach out to women through the magazine, but just to Mm -hmm. have real relationships face to face and to be able to serve and to see how the church also has come alongside and is like, Hey, how can we support you and deeply rooted? That's been huge. So a lot of like what I try to do in terms of volunteering is, especially since we have young kids is things that I might be able to do from home or, um, just like we had a VBS week and I went around and spent the whole week taking pictures for them. And so it's just areas that I can fit in that fits into the season of life that, that I'm in and just the understanding, the mutual understanding of our church, knowing that people with young kids can't always be there serving all the time, but um, where do you fit in? So Yeah, totally. I'm feeling the young kid thing right now. So that's encouraging. Well, speaking of encouragement, what encouragement do you have for somebody who has a dream that they're just listening to this and it's kind of like burning in there, burning (laughs) inside of them and they can't stop thinking about it? Um, I have a couple of things. I would say just to encourage them and say, know that we we serve a God with unlimited capabilities. I think it's easy to look at ourselves and be like, oh, what do I have to offer? For me personally, I don't have background in publishing or magazine making. And so for a while, I struggled with this insecurity of yes. there's, there's someone out here who could yes. do it so much better than I. But I think that God is definitely in the business of taking unfit people and using them for his purposes. And so yeah. um, I like one person that comes to mind is, David, he was like an unlikely candidate yes. to be king. And yet God, I don't know, God chose, chose him. him. So, he did. Yes. Yeah. And even, even throughout his time as king, there were so many hiccups along the way, you know, yeah. I mean, so many times in which David was just reckless. And yeah. yet all of the kings after David, you know, Solomon, and then the kings that followed Solomon, Solomon's sons, um, scripture continually references like, and they did not love the Lord, their God as their, as their father, David, or as King Mm. David did. And I'm like, wow, it's just, it's crazy. I think we can make so many mistakes, but God's grace is just so abundant. And as long as we do keep that in mind, loving the Lord, our God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength, like that's really what matters to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) All the unlikely candidates, just Moses, you know? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I can't, I can't speak. And that's how I feel a lot of times being on the other side of the microphone. And it's like, okay, lest I be like Moses and ask for an Aaron, just open your <laughs> mouth, Hunter. 
and trust the that's, Lord. That's exactly how I felt hopping on this call. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. And you're like, I want to be real about how I feel. But at the same time, I've seen how all of the people throughout all of history have questioned the Lord. And I'm like, I don't want to be that way. I just want to trust the Lord. Come on, God, yeah. help me build my faith. Yeah, I think it's easier to be, that's probably why I'm in the magazine industry, because I can think about what I'm writing. But when I'm speaking out loud, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, it's just out there, totally. live and raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, do you have any other encouragement for somebody who has a dream? I feel like I kind of cut you off there. Oh no, you're fun. Um, I think just to hold it loosely, that idea yes. of um, knowing that we're not, first of all, we're not here to build up our own kingdom. Yeah. And um uh, just oh. also the idea that the Lord can raise it up and tear it down as he pleases. And yes. so um, just trusting him in whatever he decides to do with that dream. And then also just recognizing that Christ's legacy is the only only one that will last. And so I think that helps remove any sort of selfish ambition or trying to make, make it about ourselves or what we're trying to leave here on earth. And that our biggest dream should ultimately be the salvation of souls and just for the church to be built up and for people to be transformed and to know God more deeply. So um, this whole topic of chasing a dream, like I, I'm so excited that there's women who have the freedom and the opportunities just to be able to do something like this, because when was there a time where you could ever just pop up and say, hey, I'm going to start a magazine or I'm going to start nah. a podcast. Um, but there's also just that equal temptation to focus so much on the dream that we forget the big picture. And as we see throughout scripture, Christ is the big picture. And so yes, yes, um, yes. Just for that to remain our focus. I don't want to be negative and squelch everyone's dream. Yeah. <laughs> squelch everyone's dream, exactly. <laughs> but um, there's beauty in the dream, but there's more beauty in the story of Christ and what he's doing to redeem his people and save us all so absolutely man i think you and i share the same dream you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you just want to glorify <laughs> god and make him known yeah yeah i mean truly and whatever facet he allows us to partake in that glory be to god yes yeah well okay for people who are wanting to do that this might change your resources now that we hit on that <laughs> <laughs> But um, do you have any resources that you'd suggest to somebody who is pursuing a passion or chasing a dream, if you will? Yeah, I do. I have, well, two books, two of them. One I actually just started reading. It's called Ordinary by Michael Horton. Okay. And the tagline is Sustainable Faith in a Radical Restless World. And it's just all about the idea of contentment and this idea that some of the deepest roots grow in just the day in, day out, daily watering that isn't the most glamorous thing to post on Instagram or to share uh, on social yes. media. So I'm only a little bit in, but it's so good so far. I'm excited. The other book is Just Do It by Kevin DeYoung. Yes. And he just, short little book, just talking about the framework of the biblical decisions that we make and how ultimately, if it's not wrong to do, as we will find in scripture, like in comparison to scripture, then just do it. <laughs> just, I mean, if, if you plead and sought counsel and like, yes. I don't know, just do it. So just do it after you've thought about all of the questions that Diane said. <laughs> <laughs> I probably added too many to think about. It's just, there's so many roads that you can go down and paths you can take and you can just yeah. spend your time thinking and worrying and wondering and just do it. Just try it and see what happens. <laughs> yes. 
that changes everything I just said. I don't know. I think it piggybacks off of what you said because you can just do something and trust that whether you fail or whether you succeed, God is still going to be glorified, you know? And if that's the goal and if that's the aim, then just do it. You're good. As long as, like you said, it fits underneath what is God asking of us and what does it look like to walk in obedience to his commands that we already have laid out for us in scripture. Yeah. Kevin DeYoung. He's awesome. Love it. Okay. So do you have one more resource for us? Um, I do. I, I would recommend just as an encouragement, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, her name is Lilius Trotter. No. She was a missionary in the late 1800s to early 1900s. And okay. she was an aspiring painter and she um, was studying under one of, at the time, England's most famous painters. His name is John Ruskin. And so she was being groomed to be this awesome painter. And then she felt the Lord's calling to go be a missionary in Algeria. And so she was just so torn and conflicted and, um, Eventually, she ends up going over to Algeria, and it's just so neat because God ended up using her painting to be a huge way of presenting the gospel to wow. people had, where there was a language barrier and where the culture was just so different at the time, and she was able just to pass out these tracks that she made with the help of a translator. And so her story is just so inspiring to me because um, she walked in obedience to her calling, and then God ended up using the very gift that she was surrendering to him to be a big part of her life story and ultimately to the salvation of people over there. I cannot wait to check that out. Yeah. I haven't read a good missionary bio in a while. Yeah. They, there's a movie too, I think on Amazon. About okay. Yes. A documentary for those. Who I, love, I love how you were like the queen of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fun. <laughs> it is so great. I need to get a whole list of those for future reference. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, talk to me about your three simple joys. That's a question I ask all my guests. Yeah, I would say I was thinking about this. There's so many, but I really love our ducks. <laughs> I hope <laughs> that they so were on fun. the list. I literally, as you were saying that, I'm just picturing your little farmhouse. And I'm like, I could think of three simple joys because I have simple joys just from looking at your Instagram feed <laughs> about your life. <laughs> and the ducks are one of them. Yeah, I look out the window and they're just quacking around like, picking up random bugs and just it's so fun I feel like they're just always in the window I'm looking out of did you get them when they were little ducklings we did oh that's so so cute cute. they're adorable we actually just went and looked at the ducks today one of our like simple joys is going to rural king here which is a total farm store and yeah they just have like little chicks and little ducks and bunnies and stuff like that so Hadley basically feels like we're going to the zoo and we actually (laughs) went to see the ducks today oh yeah they're really cute they're little bills I mean they're like so tiny well they grow to full size in 60 days which is crazy to me so it's been fun watching them grow that's a total simple (laughs) do they lay eggs for you they do. They have well. They haven't started yet, but they should. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Ish. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they will. Oh, it's excellent. My second one would be mint water with limes squeezed yes. into that. Do you have a mint so plant? Good. We do. We have spearmint and mojito mint, and Ooh. it's funny how the tastes are different. I actually like the mojito mint better, but it's I don't so even delicious. know what I have. I'll have to send you a picture of mine and see what you think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I wish you could send the smell. (laughs) You've been dabbling in gardening a little bit more this season, right? Yeah, and I've done terribly. I always have aspirations, and I'm like, I'm going to do so good with you know X Y Z plant this year, and it never goes well for me, Diane. 
it's hard. It's a lot of work, but there's so many spiritual illustrations from it. So I, I do enjoy it. I've loved some of your Instagram posts about that. Yeah, it's not fun when you're like in the garden and angry at the garden, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you're actually pulling the fruit off, you're like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> what all are you growing? Right now we have grape tomatoes and mint and spaghetti squash. Those were like our only wow. successful things, but that is awesome yeah. to have spaghetti squash. I could totally yeah. utilize that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay. You have one last simple joy for me? My last one would be just the simple simple questions that my kids ask about spiritual things or, or just the little things that they do. Like the other day, Sky, we were drawing chalk outside and she just drew a picture of a Bible and it just made my heart so happy because I just, I don't know what little four-year-old would just think to draw a Bible on the sidewalk, but. That is precious. My son, Caden, he asked me the other day, he's like, why did God create Satan knowing that he would bring, he would try to bring destruction to the world. And I'm just like, wow. wow, can we, I don't think we'll be able to answer this before quiet time, but we'll try to tackle that one. But it's just, it's so cool to be able to, I don't know, read to your kids and encourage them, but then just to see their minds working and responding without having to force it on them. How do they respond to the magazine and stuff like that? Like, do they understand what you're doing? I think they do. It's really weird for me that that's their normal. And so they always talk about the magazine or even Caden will make jokes about it. Like, oh, mom, you're going to go do your magazine now? <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> to them, that's their normal, but they seem to understand it. And I think when they were at the retreat walking around and just seeing all the women there, that kind of helped make it click a little bit for them. It's funny because I've been having similar conversations with Hadley. Like I'm going to go in the closet Hads and mommy has a podcast. So please stay in bed. <laughs> and she's like, are you going to go do your podcast now? And it's like <laughs> adorable. Cause you know, she has no clue what a podcast is. <laughs> Can you imagine when she's like talking to her teachers? My mom likes to go in the closet and just sit sometimes. <laughs> she talks to herself in there. I was thinking about that as I was tucking her in tonight because I was really hoping, like, please, Hads, stay in your bed. We just transitioned her to a toddler bed. And so I was thinking we very well could be interrupted by a little person, which would be so (laughs) great and welcomed. But I talked to her and I was like, Mommy's going to do a podcast. It's really important that you stay in your bed. And I'm thinking, (laughs) I am wondering how this is impacting her. Maybe she's going to hate podcasts forever. (laughs) Or you'll just find her in her closet one night. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be in there with her little stuffed animals, like creating her own podcast. Well, Speaking of growing, I'd love to hear who has helped you grow in your relationship with Jesus. I ask this to every single guest. Who's had the greatest impact on your journey with Jesus? That was a really good transition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would have to say I had to think about this one. And I feel like, I don't know, there's been so many different people, but definitely overall my husband. After we got married, we we got married young, but I had grown up in this almost this Christian bubble. I went to a Christian high school and then a Christian college. And just, it was the first time I'd moved away from everyone. And I was on my own in a sense and kind of had to figure out like, why do I believe what I believe? Not just because I'm in this place where everyone's super excited about it. And so he just gave me that room to be able to work things out. And I don't know, he's just been such a blessing to me ever since. He's definitely been a huge proponent for my faith growing and he leads our family well and I'm so thankful for him. Oh, I'm thankful for him from afar. I'm really excited about him doing seminary. 
Me too. I'm like, that's so attractive, babe. You have no idea. <laughs> Sexiest thing you could have done right there. <laughs> Does he have ambitions or dreams in regard to that? Or is that something that can't be shared on the podcast? He would really love to be a teaching pastor. He's been teaching survival for the past 11 or 12 years now. And so to be able to see him, he's actually started teaching Sunday school classes at our church. And just to see him in his zone and like talking about the Lord, it's just been so cool to see how God's just been using him and his gift that he's been preparing him for, for a long time in that. Wow. So, yeah. Really, really cool, my friend. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. And thanks for sharing about the magazine and I don't know, just the rawness of getting to have a dream and then see it come into fruition. I think it's really, really encouraging. And ultimately, I just love your heart that your ultimate dream is to glorify God. And I so share that with you. So thanks for chatting about this with me this evening. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thanks to everyone who could bear with me. I hope hope you all were able to glean something and that the Lord was just able to speak through me. And we're still in the early stages. And I'm just excited to see what he does both through Journey Women and through Deeply Rooted. This conversation with Diane encouraged me to hold my dreams open-handedly before the Lord. Because while there's beauty in dreaming, there's even more beauty in what Christ is doing to redeem His people. And more than anything, I want to be a part of that. I know you're going to want to connect with Diane and Deeply Rooted Magazine, so we've put the links to all of their respective websites and social media on the show notes section of my website, www.hunterbelis.com. I cannot wait to release my interview with Amanda Wilson next Monday on pursuing health and fitness for God's glory. Until then, I'm looking forward to connecting with you guys throughout the week at Journey Women Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, y'all. Have a great week.